0: Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artisan food makers, farmers, authors, and tastemakers who are passionate about
1: everything delicious. A very good weekend to you, food lovers. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, and a very happy new year to you. Wishing you good health and happiness, joy, and prosperity in 2022. I'm glad to be back with you celebrating my 20th year on radio, and ever grateful for your loyal listenership and your passion for food. This is your culinary culture and lifestyle show that celebrates food and wine, health and tech, travel, and all things delicious. It's a place for people who love to cook or love to eat. I like to say we can definitely be friends if you're one or both. And if you have a passion for cooking, Even better. I hope if you're not already, you'll become a fan and a friend on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Chef Jamie Gwen. And you'll always find me serving up seconds, which is the greatest compliment to a chef, right? At chefjamie.com. There is a full hour of fabulous food in your radio, so please don't touch your dial. Coming up, we're going to talk tasty, tangy, tart, sweet, and delicious and find out what's trending in the produce world for 2022. Our resident produce guru, Robert Schuler is stopping by, and you won't want to miss the juicy details. Also, my dear friend and a fabulous cook, live from Canada, where she is staying warm and cooking comfort food, Claire Tanzy will be here. She's making it Uncomplicated, because you know what when we get back into the swing of things when we start a new year it 's always good to plan right so if you 're short on time but long on hunger and you 're out of new ideas, Claire Tansy to the rescue she has more uncomplicated ideas to get dinner on the table, and they 're always inspiring but first. Allow me to take out my crystal ball and predict for you a year in food, may I? Well, not just me, of course, actually the experts. I always like to start the year with a forecast and then we'll reconvene toward the end of the year and see if we were even close to on track. The world is ever changing, right? We're all in flux once again. And I hope that you are staying safe but it doesn't mean that we can't eat well. So this is what to expect from food in 2022. Now the experts are predicting a few of my favorite things. In fact, Korean food on the rise for sure. Uh, Umami has been named the top food trend of 2022 by a majority of food forecasters. Plant-based everything from chicken to milk, and we'll talk about that. And then there is a mega mushroom push happening. So, whether it's the classic mushrooms on toast, always a good last-minute weeknight dinner, by the way, perfect for meatless Mondays, or if you're doing something more fabulously fancy, you're going to see mushrooms everywhere. Now, there have been numerous articles, very well written, with predictions for scrumptiousness this year. Um, I'd like to give a shout out of kudos to Kim Severson of the New York Times. She wrote a really impressive piece. The Nation's Restaurant News also shared insight. And so, this is the best of those predictions. So, for those that nailed it, yes, delivery-only restaurants did very well, Pancake, Pancake, Perfection was on the rise. And of course, um, CBD uh, in every form, uh, certainly well forecasted. Veganism, though, and plant-based everything has continued to trend. And one of the headlines for 2022 predictions is plant-based chicken. Now, the food chains have seemed to have had fairly good success with faux meat burgers, right? Uh, Part of that success is that you can pile everything on top of a faux meat burger and it tastes delicious. And I've tasted plenty that I like, in fact. But welcome to the new 2022 chicken war. Yes, it seems only logical that the next step would be plant-based chicken. And it's being worked on and worked on well, but the chicken nugget is the focus and we'll see. It's harder to duplicate than the hamburger experience, but they're all trying. So stay tuned and watch for that. Now, if you are as excited about I uh, excited as I am, rather about Korean food, well, then we're in luck. We should definitely take our hats off to Roy Choi. Um, his Kogi barbecue truck, which happens to be based uh, near where I live, uh, certainly allowed us to explore Korean cuisine. Uh, in taco form to start. And ever since then, there's been a a beautiful blossoming of Korean food in this country that transcends Korean neighborhoods. As many of you know, uh, it became trendy long before that with immigrants cooking for themselves and their families. And then it gradually expanded to surrounding neighborhoods, proving that Korean food was so worth eating. And so 2022 will continue that focus Uh, The forecasters that I uh, read and researched say that the Korean hot dog is a valid trend forecast. It's a battered and fried corn dog style dog, but it has a mix of rice and wheat flour. And sometimes it has other ingredients in it like Pork belly or chips attached to the outside. Okay, now that sounds really good. I'd be very happy to get familiar with that Korean flavor. Korean scrambled eggs, you're seeing everywhere right now, too. Um, It's actually in the form of a sandwich. And you heard about the great uh, great egg slut success from the chef, in fact, whose award winning cookbook graced this show. He and his cookbook, in fact. Um, But that is a Korean based sandwich. in fact with the mayonnaise and the gochujang or sriracha blended in, and now it's appearing everywhere. Now, a couple of other things that I love that I hope continue to gain in popularity or maybe call it a comeback nostalgic candy is definitely getting some attention. By the way, I'm a candy fiend. Um, A rising appreciation for all things coffee, which I really appreciate. Maybe we're trying to stay awake. And then the flavors of India forecasted for big things in 2022 as well. My prediction, comfort food is back. Uh, Maybe to help us all cope with the ever-changing times. Or did it really ever go anywhere? I love comfort food, right about now, in fact, when the weather is cold and we're stuck in and it feeds your soul, right? It warms you, no doubt. And at chefjamie.com, you'll find lots of delicious inspiration. But coming up, you're going to hear from Claire Tanzi, who makes it um, uncomplicated, but she has so many fabulous ideas for dinner tonight, And so you won't want to touch your dial. But before I let you go, let me give you a piece of food news. I have committed this year to supporting small local artisans, food entrepreneurs that make the world a more delicious place. And so... My contribution, a small one at that, in this food news piece that I like to share every week, will be something that is owned and operated privately, that supports local, that is uh, definitely uh, artisan uh, or independent in nature. And I had a chance to taste something called good stock. It is delicious, nutritious, convenient soups that are delivered to your door in very fabulous recyclable packaging, and it made a really good feel-good meal made with all natural, real ingredients. There are no artificial additives, preservatives, or anything. You can literally heat the soup in minutes like you would uh, any soup for that matter, and you can store the packages in the freezer. It actually comes from New York City's favorite soup shop. They have fed hundreds of thousands of busy New Yorkers hot soup in the winter, chilled soup in the summer. And um, I think there's something wonderful about supporting a chef, originally from Louisiana, in fact, who took his passion for soup to a whole new level. It was his uh, communal, healthy, heartwarming goal to launch a soup company out of New York City. Uh, He premiered at an outdoor food festival, Word Spread, And he made it. How fabulous is that? Kudos to Ben LeBlanc. Your soups are delicious. They're clean. There's nothing salty about them. The flavors are fabulous and I loved tasting them. So go to goodstocksoups.com to try to find them near you. Or you can order a box of curated soups to your door. It's goodstocksoups.com. And that is my nod to a local artisan doing good and making it in 2022. All right. There is so much to fill your plate coming up. So please don't touch your dial. Chef Jamie Gwen with you kicking off 2022 with truly fabulous food. Grab a snack. Come on back. Okay, prepare yourself because we're about to get fresh. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen, in your radio. A fresh start to a new year. And when you think tasty, tangy, tart, sweet, and delicious, you think Melissa's produce, providing quality produce to chefs and restaurants and markets for almost 40 years now. I am so grateful and very proud to have Melissa's as a partner of this show since its inception. Celebrating 20 years on the radio and their products just keep getting sweeter and more innovative and more helpful and convenient. You know, Melissa's produce, of course, for everything you see in the grocery store, for what you have delivered to your door. But I bet you want to know what's on trend for 2022. We're keeping it lean and clean to start, right? Fresh produce, fruits, and veggies. Well, this is what's hot, Robert Schuler is our resident produce guru and the director of All Things Fresh and Delicious for Melissa's Produce, and he's sharing his best predictions here to increase your fruit and veggie knowledge. Happy New Year to you, Robert. So glad to have you back.
0: Thank you, Chef Jamie. Thank you for having <laughs> me back on the show. Of
1: course. Um, okay. So let's make this year delicious. Uh, First off, what is trending in the produce world as we kick off a new year in the world of fruit?
0: Well, Melissa's is the largest variety supplier of produce in the United States. So we come up with this trends report every year at the beginning of the year based upon what consumers bought in 2020 versus 2021. And that, of course, dictates what is happening. So smart. um, kind of fill you in on some of the exciting fruits. Good. Um, First and foremost, uh, the most trending fruit, and not only do you see it in the produce department, but you've probably seen it whether it's at a Starbucks or your favorite ice cream or smoothie. (laughs) Yes. The all-popular gorgeous dragon fruit. There is actually three different varieties of dragon fruit. uh, The white-fleshed, the red-fleshed, and the yellow dragon fruit. And um, each of them have a similar texture, mm-hmm. but each of them have a different and not so similar flavor and sweetness. The white dragon fruit are the ones that are most common, and they have a very mild um, flavor profile. They're not as sweet. However, if you make your way up the sweetness category on these dragon fruit, the red dragon fruit is much sweeter and yes. has a bright red purplish it's interior. like
1: magenta. Like it's like hot magenta. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. It's very different and cool. <laughs> you don't even taste the seeds, but no. you see them when you cut them. Yeah. The the dragon fruit is actually in the cactus fruit family, but it has no texture whatsoever when it comes to the seeds, unlike a cactus pear. But the, the sweetest, I mean, and this is one of the most sweetest fruits I've ever tasted are the yellow dragon fruit. They cut yellow and have a little bit larger black seed, but then again, you do not crunch or taste the seeds, but you taste one of the sweetest fruits that are available in the marketplace there. Brilliant. Gorgeous fruit.
1: The last time I had dragon fruit on hand, I made a beautiful baby arugula salad. I diced up the red dragon fruit or what I call pink because they're magenta, right? So you've got this bright, gorgeous color. And then I made a yellow dragon fruit vinaigrette because the sweetness of the yellow dragon fruit offset with like um, rice wine vinegar or white balsamic, just enough acid to offset it, makes a brilliant vinaigrette. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most delicious salads you'll ever have. So dragon fruit in salad, dragon fruit in your morning smoothie, um, on a cheese board, on a fruit plate. Um, You know, my son loves them. There is no doubt dragon fruit is hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fabulous. Love it, love it. Okay, next on uh, the Melissa's Produce trend list 2022, please.
0: Yes. um, And it is one of the newer fruits. Yes. Not only newer, but also very rare. And Hmm. this this was our number one mail order where you can, because they're so hard to find, at the stores, though, they're very limited distribution. You can find them at lo- online at Melissa's.com. And I'm talking about those pink glow pineapples. <laughs>
1: All right. You know, Robert, I am hot for a pink glow pineapple. I, 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 that was my very special holiday gift to those that either knew or realized I really love them. Because that was the hottest gift of the season. And it is the most, I have made a video on it. uh, It is the most beautiful thing you have ever seen and so scrumptious.
0: Right. And you know, most people would look at this and see the price tag because they are kind of pricey. They are. But they're very unique and different than a regular pineapple. Mm -hmm. One, for those who are not fans of pineapple, the one thing that they always say is, it's, it has too much uh, citric acid, yes. uh, you know, when you bite into it and it hurts my gums. Well, this has very low acidity, so you wouldn't have that problem. And second, it is the sweetest pineapple. If you like sweet pineapple, this is the sweetest pineapple you'll ever have.
1: So sweet. And the color just absolutely entices everyone, right? For kids and adults alike, it's that awe-inspiring, oh my gosh, you have a pink fleshed pineapple. Um, and then Meyer lemons, Robert, on your trend list, uh, continuing to grow in popularity, but available year round now, are they outselling traditional lemons?
0: They're not selling out. They're not yet. Okay. But they are being used as substitute for regular lemons. As you know, uh, this is what they refer to as the chef lemon. It has a very Thin skin, where you can not only use the rind, but the interior is much sweeter. The reason for why this Meyer lemon variety is sweeter because it, it 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 does have a crossing with oranges and tangerines. So at the end of the season, depending on where it comes from, whether it's New Zealand or from California, you'll you'll notice at towards the end of the season, the skin will be start turning kind of orangish in in color. There.
1: Hmm, okay. These are fabulous trends. They really are. And we know that Melissa's keeps uh, their finger on the pulse of what is hot in the produce world. And you are um, ever teaching us. So I thank you. I thank you year after year, as I do this year again, for your forecasts and your fabulous knowledge um, and for your consummate support. I am so proud to be a Melissa's produce fan and lover and friend. Um, And I thank you for sharing your passion once again. You'll be back. You'll be back on this show soon. Yes, of course. Uh, Finding glorious produce from around the world is a snap when it comes to Melissa's. Every week you will hear the Melissa's produce pick of the week here on this show. So you're always sure what's in season, what's available. You'll also uh, find a full link to their website at melissas.com. Uh, full of resourceful fruit and veggie information. There's lots of recipes, wonderful ways to send a fresh gift of produce as well, or have your produce delivered direct to your door. And when you're in the grocery store, when you're at Ralph's or your store of choice, look for the Melissa's logo where the eye is the carrot. You'll see it by name. There's something truly brilliant about a family run company, still privately held, uh, almost 40 years that uh the hernandez family started um from almost nothing as joe will tell you um to build something so brilliant for the world so robert thank you thank you Um, please stay well and healthy and we'll talk produce again soon i'm sure i know it i can't wait (laughs) thank you thank you there's more delicious conversation in your radio chef jamie gwen grab a snack come on back Welcome back, and a very happy new year to you, Chef Jamie Gwen, in your radio. If you're short on time and long on hunger and out of new ideas, you are not alone. Claire Tansy to the rescue! I am so proud to call this talented cook my friend. She's all about making dishes delicious but never difficult, and her newest hit cookbook, called Dinner Uncomplicated, is the second in a series that takes the stress out of home cooking. It's all about a happier, easier way to get a homemade dinner on the table, and we could all use a little less stress right about now, don't you think? Claire Tanzi is an accomplished chef, a busy working mom. She knows, of course, how to create the classic dishes with the traditional method, but after years of working in restaurants and as a food critic, she figured out a better way to cook that doesn't take more time than it needs. And so, yes, you want to call Claire Tansy your best friend. I'm delighted to welcome her back. I've coined her, by the way, our uncomplicated expert, and you'll hear her throughout this year, making days more delicious and easier. And it's been too long. Happy New Year, Claire. Welcome back. Happy New Year, Jamie. So great to be back with you. Thank you. And so glad to have you. Um. Okay. Uh, We've kicked off a new year, albeit still challenging, Uh, but getting back into the swing of things, starting to plan, have a little more structure. The holidays were fun and haphazard and uh, full of sweets for me, (laughs) but now it's time to plan dinner Uh, and... (laughs) I would love to talk about the dinner rut because there's lots of different dinner ruts depends on the time of the year and the day. Right. And everybody, I think
2: probably feels like they're stuck in a dinner rut at some point. Sure. Uh, you know, you're making the same five recipes again and again. Um, I mean, I think for the first entire year of the pandemic, I believe we had tacos twice a week.
1: Oh, Tuesday, Tuesday and another tea day. You know, why not? It'd be <laughs> Thursday. Thursday works. <laughs> Thursday's good. <laughs>
2: but it just you get everybody gets to that point and it's actually it's three usually three different things that cause us to fall into these dinner ruts. Um number one is we don't have consensus at the table. That means that, you know, maybe you got picky eaters, maybe you got people on shift work, maybe you got someone who's only eating meat and someone who's only eating vegan, but you can't make one meal to make everybody happy. And when that's the case, it's hard to even get motivated to try, right? So you sort of stick with the same old, same old, you know what works, and so you end up just making tacos twice a week. That's reason number one. Reason number two is actually feeling overwhelmed. Um, There are so many recipes available, Jamie. Isn't that true? You know, whether it's Pinterest or Instagram or magazines or cookbooks or your friend next door, there are so many (laughs) um, options out there that sometimes we just have kind of, Overwhelm, and so we can't make a decision and we just do what we know. Um, So that's, you know, that's fine. That happens. But the third thing, which I think is kind of the one that's easiest to fix, it's it's actually decision fatigue. By the time you're deciding what's for dinner, it's usually two o'clock, three o'clock, gosh, maybe it's six o'clock. Your brain is out of energy. You have lost Uh, all of your mojo in terms of creative ideas and coming up with new ideas for the day so the way to fix that is actually to make those decisions about what you're going to eat in the week at a time when you can give your brain a chance when you've got some energy at the beginning of the week maybe or at some point when you can just feel a little bit inspired write yourself a little meal plan and That way, you relieve the pressure on yourself every day, and you can much more easily incorporate new, exciting
1: ideas. Yes, and I love that. And by the way, you know, we're all in a different place with the pandemic again, depending upon where you live and otherwise. And the holidays were a wonderful excuse to splurge and have a cookie before dinner, Um, but now... I think from what you just shared, there's this hopefulness to me that when you meal plan, you have things in order and then you can deal with the other challenges of the day or your life or the pandemic better. And January is always a fresh start, whether you're going lean and clean or you're recovering from the holidays and you want to get back to some structure. So the idea of meal planning, especially right now, and and getting to it, is very hopeful for me. You talk about meal planning in Dinner Uncomplicated as, um, from your observations, different types of meal planners. And I love these ideas. Uh, the classic meal planner, as you talked about, wakes up uh, on a Sunday morning, right? And it consults whatever website they love and, you know, then they plan. Um, but I am more so... Um, I, I love this concept. I am more so the camper. So I like the Taco Tuesday idea. I love that Sunday supper is a roast lemon chicken. Uh, you know, I like the planning aspect of it. But there's lots of different types of planners, right? There are. And it, when I was writing that
2: cookbook, Dinner Uncomplicated, I was, it was a, it's a wall-to-wall dinner, right? So there's no desserts. There's no breakfast in there. It is just dinner. And I was really doing a deep dive into that weeknight dinner that so many um, families and, frankly, empty nesters and single people struggle with, too. Mm -hmm. Getting that daily dinner on the table that's tasty, that's homemade, that's healthy. And honestly, one of the biggest roadblocks that people come up against is not having ideas or not having time or not having the right groceries on hand. That is what stops us from making dinner. And the thing hmm. is that meal planning actually will fix all of those things yes. very, very quickly. Yes. Now, the thing is, I hate meal planning. I do, I do not like to follow anybody's <laughs> rules, let alone my own <laughs> rules that I set for myself. So I did a ton of research, and I, I did find that there are these five different ways of meal planning. So there is one that will suit you, and I'm so glad you love the camper. That was I based that off of, like, the, the kind of summer camp model where yes. every day has a theme and it's great for a person like you who's a chef because if you have a theme, say it's Taco Tuesday, and you're like, well, it do not really feel like hard shell tacos. You know what? You probably could just go ahead and make enchiladas. And it would sure. be at least in the same yeah. kind of family, yes. right? Like if it's Chicken Wednesdays, you can do any number of different things. So it's a great system for people who need a little bit of structure but who still like a lot of creativity. Yes. Um, then there's the batcher. That is a person who uh, can carve out a few hours of time on a weekend, say, to prep and get the meals ready. Um, but say during the week, you've just got no time, absolutely no time. The semi, that's what I am. So I like to pencil in three to four meals a week. That's it. And then I leave three other nights open. And on those nights, I make one of my back pocket dinners, or we eat what's left in the fridge, or we kind of come up with something on the fly. And then the fifth one, which is everybody's favorite, um, because it's the wing nut. And we've all been wingnuts at some point in our
1: lives. Because it's a great name to be. Yes. I mean, there are happy
2: wingnuts who I typically think are either young couples or like people who have just moved into their first apartment. And they don't mind, you know, eating at 10 o'clock or like going out for last minute groceries. There's nothing in the pantry. It doesn't matter. But honestly, once you have any kind of obligation in your life, most notably uh, having children, um, that doesn't work anymore. So you can't really cook on
1: the fly. It sounds fabulous, by the way. And, and once in a while, I'll tell you, I, there's nothing in the fridge. Once my son is down and I'm hungry, starving at that point, uh, down to sleep, I think, okay, I'm just going to get creative. And once in a while I'll open the pantry and I'll pull out my favorite things like, Ooh, a jar of roasted red peppers ooh, there's couscous in the fridge, right? And I'll conjure something up. This, by the way, is when the best recipe development happens, and right? And we get to share you and I recipes with our friends and fans and followers, gratefully, when this inspiration comes. But it is a much harder way to cook. It is because there's time and focus, that's necessary this planning concept that we all know is much proven uh is certainly a better way to keep uh the craziness at bay and <laughs> yes and and so we plan with that said i very selfishly went through dinner uncomplicated and there there are not a lot of things I haven't made from your book. I mean, you know, I was a fan before we became friends, but January inspired me a little bit. And so I selfishly chose some recipes of yours that I would love to dish about. And most of them are very comforting. I, there is something truly comforting about comfort food during cold weather. We all know that, especially where you live, Claire.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. It was minus, well, in, I, we deal in Celsius here, yes. it was minus 23 last week.
1: Minus 23 in Celsius. So, um, in in my Southern California palm tree laden <laughs> paradise, uh, that's equivalent to uh, nine degrees. Nine, 30? about nine degrees.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, with that, yeah, cold. With that, right? yeah, cold. Cold. With that cold. said, I would like you to turn up the heat. Go get your pot holders and we'll take a quick break. Keep your fingers warm, your hands warm, please. We are celebrating the new year in truly delicious style. We're uncomplicating it. Claire Tansy, you and me, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, back after this. It's divine. It's food and wine in your radio every weekend. Chef Jamie Gwen here. In the book Dinner Uncomplicated, the cookbook and creation from Claire Tanzi, her most recent, you'll find recipes that bring joy to everyone in the house. So we're getting cooking, Uh, and it's fabulously uncomplicated. Uh, Talk about this, would you please, this butter chicken in the slow cooker. You have a whole section in the book that is uh, low and slow or, you know, long on time and short on prep, right? I mean, it's all of those (laughs) things. Set it and
2: forget it. There we go. Set it and forget it. Perfect. Um, And, yeah, so you have 15 minutes or less of prep time, and either you're throwing something in the oven to roast for an hour or you're popping it in the slow cooker or – uh, you know you're you're taking some time away from the kitchen while your meal makes itself. Yes, and
1: much. and I love that. And by the way, January makes me want to eat leaner and cleaner, and not eat, uh, you know, Christmas sugar cookies for dinner. So tofu makes me feel good about myself, and slow cooker butter tofu sounds. Absolutely oh, it's, fabulous! It's really
2: good. I got to tell you, it's really good. Um, I'm so glad you chose that recipe to talk about because it is the ultimate comfort food, and it is also it, it can be made for every kind of taste. If you need to make it vegan, you go ahead. If you need to take the spice out because you got kids around, that sure. is absolutely easy. But it is packed with cinnamon and cream, and it's got some beautiful, a little bit of yogurt and lemon juice and some turmeric and a little bit of fresh ginger. Mm. And really, it's a very simple, creamy, incredibly delicious sauce. Um, And you you cube up the tofu, you put it in this sauce, and it just kind of, like, percolates with itself for a couple of hours. Yes. And so all of those incredible flavors, Mm. the cumin, the cinnamon, the tomato, the onion, it all just permeates into the tofu. Mm. Now, tofu actually really resembles Indian cheese, right? So paneer is a
1: really
2: common ingredient in Indian cooking. Um, But tofu is, you know, it's um, a, a similar texture if you get the extra firm tofu. Sure. And it behaves in a similar way. But, of course, it's packed with protein and it's got all the good stuff in it. And it really makes for a very, very satisfying main course.
1: I happen to love tofu. You know, I am very yeah, far I mean, from... We're a, both
2: on team tofu. We are on team yeah.
1: tofu and very far from vegetarian, vegan or otherwise. I mean, I'll have a steak sandwich tomorrow and tofu tonight, but... And I'm fine with it. But I happen to love the fact that it's so neutral and versatile. It takes on whatever you give it, right? And um, I love butter chicken in Indian style. So this idea of the tomato, you talk about what tomato passata, uh, tomato sauce? Well, it's...
2: It's like it's just like pureed tomato. Like it doesn't have anything else in it, and it's not cooked.
1: Okay, so, so like a raw tomato so, base. Yeah, so yes, it's a raw
2: tomato. So if you if you had a can of tomatoes and you just put that through the blender, or sure, just give it a quick flip.
1: I feel like um, your brilliance is that the uncomplicated approach is never ending. There's always something to learn about how to keep it or make it uncomplicated, and so therefore. Um, I, I'm not asking cause I already asked, but I'm, I'm telling you, you have to come back and you <laughs> <Okay>. will, <laughs> you will right throughout the year. Cause of course, please, you're, uh, continuing in 2022 as our uncomplicated expert and we're going to take the season or whatever, you know, place we're in wherever you live and we're going to make the best of it and uncomplicate it with Claire Tansy. And I can't wait for the next time we talk. Thank you. Uh, There is this brilliant book of all the, the hundreds of cookbooks I see every year, I will tell you, Claire's sits at the top of my pile on my desk so that you can fix a delicious meal every night of the week because right now we're all doing that at home. Once again, there has never been a better time than to befriend Claire Tansy. The cookbook is called Dinner Uncomplicated. Um, It is already a bestseller and has been for quite some time on Amazon. So please get your copy. Um, And it will make you jump into the kitchen because it's perfect planning and delicious results. And that's really what we're all about, right? Bringing together simple ingredients and clear instructions and beautiful photos. That is Claire Tanzi's talent. And you will continue to hear her here. Claire, before I let you go, what is, and I saw a sneak peek of it, what is the De-Stress Dinner Challenge and when is it happening?
2: It starts on January 10th, on Monday, January 10th. It is a free five-day challenge. Um, that will teach uh, you five incredible tricks, tips, secrets, and hacks that will make dinner easy, delicious, and fun. It is free. It is easy. It is fun.
1: How do we do it with you?
2: You just have to come and sign up. Come to learn.clairtansy.com.
1: Learn. Okay, learn.clairtansy, C-L-A-I-R-E-T-A-N-S-E-Y. Learn.clairtansy.com.
2: And you will see it right there, the De-Stress Dinner Challenge. Five days totally free love uh, it. we've had thousands of people do this, and it is uh it's a game changer, so I can't wait to do it.
1: how cool okay i can I can't wait to do it sign sign me up i i I really look forward to participating. You want to follow Claire on social at tansy claire it's just flipped around Tansy Claire again fabulously uncomplicated. I will talk to you soon, my friend. Stay healthy, please. You too. Stay thank you. Warm. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you you stay warm. And so that brings us to the end of another hour of delicious conversation. I thank you for showing your good taste. And listening in, of course, I'm here every weekend to share delicious insight because we do have the best culinary thinkers on this show with big names upcoming, new cookbook releases, food artisans, sommeliers, cocktail experts, and more in your radio in the weeks and months to come. So I hope that you will please stay tuned. I'm all about culinary exploration. Because a meal is a terrible thing to waste, don't you think? I'll leave you with my last bite, my last ounce or tidbit of gastronomic inspiration for this hour. I have a comfort food indulgence with very little guilt for you this week. It's just three ingredients. And these stuffed sweet potatoes are a hit in my house. You can use whatever you have on hand. Maybe it's a rotisserie chicken or uh, you made some pork carnitas Uh, You shred the meat, combine it with your favorite barbecue sauce, and stuff it into a hearty, fluffy, scrumptious sweet potato. They're super delicious and super easy. And my three-ingredient stuffed sweet potatoes are posted now on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Chef Jamie Gwen where you should definitely go ahead and steal the recipe for sure. I will meet you here next weekend when there's lots more fabulous food in your radio. Until then, please stay healthy. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off, and I hope you continue to eat well.